This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. For a free month, go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably. Probably science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. I'm Matt Kirshen, sitting in the same room. Yeah, how was the trip? It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I met some of you listeners, so that was really nice. Shout out to the various people I met who came to the New York shows and the London ones and trying to think if I met any Copenhagen Probably Science listeners. I don't think I did. So up your game, Denmark. Did you learn much about uh, Danish culture? I did. Uh, They like cycling. Mm -hmm. They are a big fan of both cheese and bread and varieties of cheese and bread and combinations of those things. You do eat cheese, correct? I do eat cheese. That's good. They've got some very nice bridges. I have been to Copenhagen before. Right. Yeah. It's very nice. It's a very nice city. Was it it's the an top- expensive but lovely city. Yeah, I heard it's like in in the top three most expensive in the world, maybe. It's pricey. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the only reason they didn't convert to the euro and kept the krona is to make it more baffling to tourists. <laughs> they oh. can't quite tell how extraordinarily expensive everything is. Like, as an American, you have to be able to divide by 67. What Jesus. a ploy. <laughs> it's just... All places like, How with, much is this sandwich? There's, yeah. There's a lot of countries with the kroner who do that. I tell you the story. I was in Iceland and I took out kroner from the ATM and I just picked an amount and I didn't know how much the conversion was. So it was 100,000 kroner, which turns out to be like $900. And I only needed cash for like one day. <laughs> so I just had like drug dealer what stacks of Icelandic <laughs> money. And I was just trying to pay for stuff like... Please. Yeah. yeah, so kroners are, kroner are confusing. Wait, so are those countries Just also... making it rain at a bakery? What yeah. are you doing? Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, pimpin'. And it's not, it's not like it's the same kroner. Like, Czech is on the kroner. Uh, oh. Denmark is... Iceland is, but they're their own countries. And they're it's just not... their word for, I don't know, king or something like that. that crown. They like, oh, crown. Oh, yeah. crown. That makes sense. That's what I meant to say. Standard. And it's not tied to the euro, even if they're not actually... Euro. Like, it's, it's also a different, it's a different currency, yeah. and it's not even tied to it? Correct. No, it's a separate currency that fluctuates in value compared to the euro. I just assumed well, all the wild. countries that were in the EU were on... No, a I mean, bunch of them didn't, except... England. Let me introduce you to pound, Britain, my friend. No, a bunch yeah. of um, <laughs> Sweden, Denmark... Uh, I don't think Iceland is in the EU. Am I wrong about that? I think they're a uh, part, you know, like a, a sort of unofficial kid brother or something at very least. Uh, They've got their own weird stuff. They also kind of yeah, own Iceland Greenland, is not right? part of the EU. They have arrangements, but they're not part of the EU. Yeah. But Denmark certainly is, but it's kept its own currency. Right, right. Uh, we should introduce who's we here. We should. <laughs> yeah, a familiar voice, friend of the show, TJ hey. Chambers. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thanks you may know him as the host of the Twinsies podcast. As a, as, oh, yeah. a, as an host of the Twinsies the podcast. very frequently released Twinsies yes. podcast. <laughs> yes. Always uh, on time. Andy Wood. Yeah. Downright prolific. <laughs> we're, we're actually currently recording from the Twinsies studio. Yeah, it was nice Twinsies equipment. Twinsies to loan out. Uh, it's kind of a thing we do to try to shepherd other situations, yeah. yeah. The house that Twinsies built. And our other guest, as part of our long series of excellent Portland comedians who've moved down to LA and have finally been nabbed for this podcast, this is Caitlin Warehouser. How Thank are you, Caitlin? You. I'm good, I'm good. I'm happy to, happy to do the podcast. We're very I'm happy be, to have you. One of the others, one of the many yep. Portland. Yeah, how are you? Is there is there like an official... Uh, system for handling the replacement of uh, of Portland comedians to LA now? <laughs> Did you no. crash with somebody we know when you first came here? Did you have an apartment set up? Or? Um, Dulce Sloan set me up, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Has she been on? I forgot. No, we, we we'll never got Dulce, okay. and now she's in oh. New York. She's in New York. Oh. She was here this weekend, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. What neighborhood are you in? Highland Park. Okay. Love it. Oh, hip. Everybody's. Mm-hmm. All right. Landed in a cool spot right away. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people accidentally do Hollywood first when they move here, I think. I can and see. Then, and then after a year when their lease is up, they're like, that was, I'm never doing that you again. You know that yeah. I'm a block from Hollywood. <laughs> I'm basically in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you're not like in central Hollywood. You're not like, I should be right next to the Walk of Fame so I can make it. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> proximity-based As long as success. I can smell the wax from the museum, that's when <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm in I know. Well, luckily, I'm very... Uh, uh, transient prostitute adjacent in this area got the, the creepiest mcdonald's in the world a block cool. from here is that mcdonald's notably have you never been to it no it's the most terrifying mcdonald's oh, really? on the planet a block from me well yeah. sunset and western At night, but that's real specific for people. Yeah. <laughs> it's really something out here there's actual hamburglers <laughs> <laughs> hello police i just got hamburgled <laughs> this again. the mayor's this again. right here and he's not doing anything <laughs> I just stood there and grimaced. Oh, sorry, sorry. 
Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what was Grimace? I'm sure this has been talked about unpacking yeah. comedy I shows. Was but, uh, the toy. <laughs> I, I honestly Everything think he was a thing. Am I wrong in saying that he sort of just represents the emotion of a Grimace? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he's an amorphous blob that's like bad feelings. I thought he was and happy. you get rid of him by eating burgers. The other guy. Wait a yeah. Second. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never thought about Grimace in depth until this moment. <laughs> They're all like a food, and then Grimace, I thought, was like the toy. There's food, and the thing that steals food, and then- I see what you mean. So like, like, in the universe of it, they're anthropomorphized food, but Grimace is- It's sort of like- Yeah. The toy that the food people- Pluto yeah. and Goofy existing in the same world. Good, being, good call. Yeah, as, I'm with that. As, as, Which is as, nonsense. Uh, what was the first movie to, uh, is that Clerks? Steamboat Willie. No, oh. no, no. Uh, they, the fact that Kevin Smith will be in there. They talk about killing the Grimace and nothing can kill dog. the Grimace or so whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It did come up in yeah. Steamboat Willie. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Violently racist Steamboat Willie. I, they I, took a stab yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't Grimace have his own Wikipedia page? Get on this, listeners. Someone make. <laughs> Does he not? No, there's one for McDonald Land. Okay. There's Grimace, someone just... listening that knows that's coming out of their skin oh, right now. Oh, yeah, of course. They're like dying. Oh, wait. You guys just in a purple onesie. Like, how dare you? You were totally right that he he initially was a bad character. Yeah. So he was a large purple monster introduced in 71 as the evil Grimace. And his first appearance is he was one of the original main antagonists and was depicted with two pairs of arms, which... Oh, two pairs of arms. Two that's pairs of arms. So she used scary. to steal sodas yeah, and shakes. That's terrifying. That's so scary. Evil was soon dropped from Grimace's name, and he was reintroduced in '72 as a protagonist. It's Why st- did they get rid of the word it's, Grimace? It's still a pejorative. That's the funny thing. It's yeah. like Cruella Deville. It's sort of like yeah. so Grimace oh, what had do you like mean? A sort of she's yeah. wrestling face turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. heel to face. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Mayor McCheese was sued by um, Sid and Marty Croft for his similarity to H.R. Puff and stuff. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's right there. I, I like that you said Mayor McCheese was sued as if he was the defendant named. <laughs> in the thing. I'll be representing myself. And I'm a mayor. I think you're not allowed to sue a sitting mayor, so yeah. they probably had to wait till he was out of office. Yes. Yeah. The Justice Department. There were a the lot Hamburg more. Justice Department had a lot to say about that. There are a lot more characters in the greater McDonald's universe than I thought. Uh, yeah. In the MCU, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Bernice. The, the Mick MCU. That's what I'm going with now. McDonald's. <laughs> Shared. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Cinematic. Uh, I am. That's like all one word. I am hungry. First oh. name, surname hungry. Last name, first name. I, I am, am. Mm-hmm. Uh, a short-lived McDonald Land character who was introduced in 1998 and dropped three years later. Self-proclaimed as the vice president of snacking. The character was a floating, fast-moving green fuzzball with orange arms and a monstrous face. I'm not going to lie. You said he was introduced in 1998 horrifying. and dropped three years later. Yeah. Was it just like a September 11th thing? And they were like. <laughs> it was just, well, it depends how monstrous this no face one wants, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, we're trying to ease off the terror. These they just like... had the words death to the West written across it. <laughs> Your consumption will be the death. Yeah, it's a really good point. These feel like a lot of first drafts that yeah. never, <laughs> no one edited. Yeah, a lot of coming out get, of the meeting get, like, get yeah, out, get, get the out. design going. That's great. Let's do it. There was an unnamed monotone voiced vulture. There was Birdie the Early Bird introduced in 1982 to promote their for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, That's yeah. good. I like that. Would you say this content is above or below average of your normal podcast? I mean, above <laughs> in terms of listenability, science, uh, interestingness. I What's love the, it. It's above in all those things. I, love it. I don't know what you're asking. But yes, this is some of the best work we've ever Soaring, done. Yeah. There should be like a like a like a slider like sort of like the terror threat level that you have. Yeah, that sort of is like current science level. Like we're definitely in <laughs> in the red, but entertainment level like yeah. um, yellow. You know, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't. Could you have ochre, a background yeah. hum. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. By Lime. Way, also, obviously, you don't know who wrote this or whether this came from any kind of official publication. It's a it's not a very well referenced Wikipedia article, but I still want to know. Is I am hungry? Did they mean to say a monster's face? Because it says a monstrous face, which <laughs> suggests like uh, monstrous uh, as an adjective means something's just gone horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, like you're still do human. Not gaze upon the face <laughs> of I am hungry, for it is it's monstrous. monstrous. <laughs> Don't look at me. It's Don't look at me. <laughs> Worst Elephant Man sequel. Exactly, ever. he was sued by Elephant Man yeah. soon thereafter. It's like if one of the characters. I'm hungry. <laughs> it's so scary. No one will feed me. That's so My scary. Face is too Monstrous. That's nightmare. Shit he was he was uh, introduced to promote the drive-through window because it was like if you're that ugly, please don't come in the store. I think was the oh idea. Oh my god, this thing! 
is so nineties. If you could just Google image search, I am hungry. It's is he wearing like a hyper color shirt and like no, it's just the colors are so. uh, It's purple and green and orange, which just seem doesn't that seem like nineties to you? That's colors. Well, it's also those sort of uh, secondary colors that they're Joker ish. You know? Oh yeah. Like no hero is purple and green and orange. That's that's bad guys. Good point. Monstrous face. It is a monstrous face. Monstrous- it looks, it looks Maurice Sendaki to me. Yeah, it does. It's kind of like a cross between... Um, what's the giant monster from the Muppet movie, Muppet Show? The guy who runs uh, after him. Take me with you. The guy with the huge oh. mouth. The the bluish guy with the big beaky mouth? No, no. Brown, brown giant monster Muppet thing from the Muppet giant movie. Giant mouth. Oh, yeah, I know who... Yeah, I don't know his okay, name. We do have to get to some science at some point. Yeah, yeah Caitlin. Muppets. Aside from <laughs> McDonald land science, yeah. we like to ask our guests this before we get into the stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? I took AP Biology. All right. Yeah. Uh, and wanted to go, like, major in biology in college and didn't and that's it uh, <laughs> i dropped out of college very quickly what was um, your or did you not get as far as having a major no <laughs> no um yeah college didn't really pan out but it's my favorite topic and um the teacher in and biology all the classes i took is now very good friends uh with my folks and is one of my unofficial aunties and oh, cool. so now we're family and yeah. it took me a long time to stop calling her ms <laughs> she's calling me my first name oh, i forget okay it's still weird to go to your biology teacher's That's, house and socialize but yeah it's good that you have an interest and uh mm-hmm. background in biology because i was just called out on twitter by a fan for my shitty biology knowledge recently which i've admitted to since day one of this podcast yeah. i don't know why you thought your, that i was trying to fool you into thinking i know biology your binology was not up to yeah. snuff <laughs> Um, I'd say my background is a too strong of a term to classify. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it was in the back. Um, if someone gave you a blank cell diagram and asked you to uh, label the parts, I could, I could get half. I could get mitochondria and nucleus. I yeah. think maybe what, endoplasmic reticulum, and that's about it. Andy, was the notion was this a regular enough listener that they're like, listen, a hole in your knowledge consistently is biology, or was yeah. it a particular topic that they just you you were? They came, I think, they came yeah. for you on. I, I don't think our show should become this, like, but here's me just reading a mean tweet that was written to me. <laughs> Someone no, should do that exactly for a late night bit. What the direction of the yeah, show yeah, yeah. should be? <laughs> the airing of grievances. That's yeah. What they said. <laughs> Wait, was it? I don't know if it was sent to us or to me. Um, oh, no. It just basically said, "I can't believe how bad your knowledge of biology is, <laughs> and that you're hosting a science podcast." And I said, "Yes." Yeah, yeah. This was I, from a listener and not like a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a science podcast host, you know amazingly little about biology. It's fascinating. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not going to give his that's name. Nice, that's uh, yeah. backhanded-ish because it's fascinating. Beautiful shade. Also, I feel <laughs> you like say you guys amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. These are I'm these fascinating are fasc- and amazing. Is that right, what I'm hearing? Right. That's all. I fascinating. The rest just sort of blur out you just read those words yeah i mean the um, tweet did misspell the word no so okay. i don't know if it's doesn't it also feel like you guys address that in say the title of the podcast yeah, i thought bit? so i thought that was pretty uh, it's winking yeah i don't want to get combative i'm sorry and, listeners i'm and, glad anybody can and, put up and and winking TBH, like, is a type of eye shut yeah. oh. see we do know our stuff <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so biological and I do feel like it would be interesting if someone, because what, I mean, this has got to be 200 some odd episodes. How many episodes have you guys done? 45. 300 Dang. something. I would love <laughs> if a regular listener who likes making charts and things would, because uh, you could always kind of scan through the first few minutes. I'd love to see a chart, um, a la Caitlin or whatever, of mm-hmm. the sort of science background, like what are the numbers of people with a real demonstrable background? Because you do have a lot of good, especially in the live shows, yeah. legitimate guests doing a lot of research and books or whatever. And then also a never-ending parade of dumb, dumb comedians yeah. like us who are like, I tried, couldn't hack it, you know? <laughs> so I'd be interested to see, sort of plot it out where your average is. Where the where the education stop for all of our guests, like where the mean is. Yeah, it's what's like the mean? 18 months of college. Right. Or t- three semesters. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big clumping Even, over nothing. You, know, you said AP, and I was like, <laughs> then, oh, that's advanced. Yeah. That's already... Good point. Head and shoulders yeah, above the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, oh boy. It's a good thing I got all that extra college credit. That you I ended up know, using. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're pro-college here, by the way. Obviously, we're pro-Great <laughs> Courses Plus, as we will we mention are. later as a, on. As a great addition to co- or, to college, or just as a little brush-up, or just... We're pro 
expanding your knowledge base unless that happens to be biology, which sometimes is going to be a blind spot for life for somebody, and that's just going to have to be accepted. Maybe maybe you can use maybe you can do a little Great Courses Plus introduction to biology together. That's actually not a bad idea. Maybe we will. Regular Andy Van Leeuwenhoek over here. That's a famous um, biologist. That's the best I can do. I'm impressed. Thank you. If it's not Mendel, Mendeleev, or Mengele, I don't know. And I know yeah. I know only two of those are. Didn't I just related. reference the guy who invented yeah. the yeah, microscope? I think maybe. Ba- basically, one of the, one of them's genes, one of them's the periodic table, and one, one of them's, them's the Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> oh, which one is which? We'll never know. <laughs> Yeah, we could not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll never know. It's no, fine. we haven't. Yeah, Unknowable. if only there was a way. <laughs> Googled McDonald's in yeah, 15 minutes. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Spent a lot Nazi. of time on that deep dive. One of them is a Nazi. I feel like we should... We should <laughs> one of you is probably related to it. It's fine. Let's it's do no a fun deal. little story to kick things off. This is one oh, yeah. that was sent in by Matt Kirshen, listener. Oh, and frequent contributor and, lis- and listener. <laughs> Kayla, what a gem. I, I happen to know for a fact you grew up with dogs. You're a fan of dogs. Yeah. I know that because about three hours earlier we were hanging out with some dogs and you were all about that. Yes. Very uh, much fan. According to this new little study, dogs' eyes may have evolved to appeal to humans. Oh, that oh, makes perfect sense. Yeah, if, if a dog has eyes that seem to be telling you something or demanding your attention, it could be evolution's way of manipulating your feelings. Mm. Re- researchers have found that dogs have evolved muscles around their eyes, which allow them to make expressions that particularly appeal to humans. A small facial muscle allows a dog's eyes to mimic an infant-like expression, which, promote, which prompts a nurturing response. I think evolution might be too strong of a term to use there, as it because humans have literally created dogs. <laughs> you know what like I mean? Breeding well, more so than like, evolution. Oh, you know the natural progression right, of dog right. evolution. But even still, that is even select, even sort of semi-artificial selection is still a form of evolution. It's still sure. It just feels weird to chalk it up to you know the natural way of things. Well, no, no, but I that mean, makes sense. But they wouldn't have survived as a species if we weren't. In this, if we were symbi- making a mug, they, they weren't have thrived if we yeah. weren't in this symbiotic relationship we, with also, them. We, and humans be- weren't knowingly breeding the dogs that had the most puppy like express or the most sort of nurturing like expression. They not knowingly, I think mm. they they would have been, yeah, but to your point, I more think likely back, to sort of backwardsly, you would you'd be more likely to now. If if what you're saying is that uh, dogs or animals, especially dogs evolved uh, muscles and things around their eyes to make expressions that were appealing to humans, someone should have told the animators of the new Lion King movie that. Oh, Whoa. no, they have dead eyes? <laughs> that's sort of the what big beat. I, I, I'm, I'm going to admit I've only seen clips, but oh, that's sort wow. of the beat from it is like, you're singing Hakuna Matata, but it's just like I don't believe expressionless it. <laughs> black beady dead eyes. But I don't because believe it's photo- it. Yeah, that's just not... You animals have don't have muscular facial expressions in a way that... Gets across the emotions of Jungle these songs. Jungle Book was pretty good. Jungle Book was heightened cartoon, though. The, yeah, the, the, like these, I, even the, even the John do. Favreau one. This is literally like they're going for such photorealism with the animals. I think oh. that you're you're losing. You're they're literally keeping it within the confines of what that animal could actually do. You need some yeah, like they made up a rule that a feeling that no one asked them to make up for these new yeah. reboots. It was like these are all going to be all of our hit movies that were animated. We're now going to do in real. Like whatever you call, but it's still animated. For right, these animals, right. but like we're making it live Uncanny action. Valley kind of right, but like yeah, it's absolutely no a prisoner one, of their own creation. Yeah, no one said you're right. you have to do that. Yeah, like, no one, you could also just reboot it and have it just be stylistically different. But still, whatever. That's what I kind of was like. Why not make a Toy Story esque CGI? Sure, get Donald Glover and and Beyonce and everything. Of course, yeah. re-record voices, et cetera, et cetera. But to the, that point, I the, the made beef I think seems to be animals don't have. Generally, Likeable. facial expressions that appeal to humans in a way that we are really, other than, you know, snarling, growling, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. that we're getting a lot from it. And this is interesting if so you're saying the dogs. Yeah. So this study says puppy eyes like this help domesticated dogs to bond with humans. Mm. Previous studies have shown how such canine expressions can appeal to humans. But this research, which is a joint UK and US endeavor, shows there's been an anatomical change around dogs' eyes to make it possible. There's a little subheading that says expressive eyebrows. Uh, this allows yeah. yeah. This allows dogs to create what the researchers call expressive eyebrows and to create the illusion of human-like communication. When dogs make the movement, it seems to elicit a strong desire in humans to look after them, says the co-author Dr. Julian Kaminsky at the University of Portsmouth. This muscle movement allows dogs' eyes to appear larger, more infant-like, and also resemble a movement humans produce when they are sad. She says humans would have an unconscious preference to protect and breed from dogs with such an appealing trait, giving them an evolutionary advantage and reinforcing this change in subsequent generations. 
Makes sense. Have you seen the eyes of a wolf? They're not. Yeah, they don't make the. They're kind of historically they don't do known. The eyebrow thing. <laughs> yeah, not. I am. Now I'm trying to make the face myself as I'm looking at the picture of the dog. Am I doing it, guys? Yeah, it's views. I, I kind of want to nudge you right now. <laughs> I think you got it. I, yeah. All right, now I, I want to nudge into Caitlin. There's it. too much. There's too many people <laughs> nurturing. <laughs> Your eyebrows are Can making you, a lot of choices. <laughs> I'm trying to do too much with my eyebrows right now, and I'm, I forgot I, how eyebrows work. Fearing into a oh, De Niro impression. Oh yeah, I'll be quick. <laughs> Tighten the lip up, and you got De Niro. Barking at me. Uh, wait, let me see you do it. Give me, give me a puppy dog eye. Oh, am I doing? Do, was that it? <laughs> that was the best. You got I don't a full think I have that. involve like bringing the eyebrows together a little bit yeah. and bringing them up or something? Uh, together and up? Can you L- do it, lift and no, separate? Do you have trouble like with other shitting. emotions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do this, it, Matt. Is this you something it? you have to practice regularly? Matt's in Matt. Oh, Matt's yeah, good. Yeah, very good. It's a widening of the eyes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you got to furrow the middle. It feels like you guys are just doing a Voight Kampf test about who's like a sociopath. And I think I failed it because I can't. I thought I was doing it. thing. failed it. And all of you were looking at me Wait, like, can, can you can you get your eyebrows to go together? Am I, I, this is great podcast. <laughs> this is a video podcast. I'll say this, I think there's a couple examples where maybe this has gone too far. Um, like Pomeranians, I think are, their skulls are ninety percent eyeball. <laughs> you know, like a Shih Tzu. Yeah, it just looks like the they're about to out. pop pugs. Oh, Same way, yeah, maybe yeah. we've gone ah, too far. <laughs> don't don't French bulldogs sometimes get a condition where their eye like. Is Pugs do, too, yeah, is like out and of will their... pop out of their skull. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, so that's, pop is it that back what in. the cherry eye uh, is? Is that what that thing uh, is called? Wash yeah. your hand and it's then what? Is it called like cherry eye or something? Isn't that a dog sure. condition? Let's oh my it god, up. but it's definitely cute it up. But a dog well, with well, a little eye patch like horrendous thing. Yeah. Oh no, so, it's a prolapse of the third eyelid of dogs. <laughs> the third eyelid. Yeah. So much grosser than cherry eye, which is what. Is that one of the dog's chakras? Yeah. There's literally. I thought you're just gonna sing an eagle eye cherry song and then. Um, so the finding Ew, shows, awesome. like you said, like wolves don't have this. So it, it was it's something that developed at some point in between wolf turning into dog. Yeah. And previous research has shown that dogs are more likely to use this puppy eyes expression when a human is looking at them, suggesting it is a deliberate behavior and intended for human consumption. Mm. Not to each other. Yeah. Right? The assumption then is exactly. not to each other. And uh, anatomist and co-report author, Professor Anne Burrows of... Duquesne University. I think that's maybe Duquesne? like du- Duquesne, like Duquesne? Du- like Dufresne. How that ends in es? Oh, it's a Duquesne University. That's that's big. probably yeah, it. That's it. D u q u e s n e. That's Duquesne. Oh, Duquesne. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dufresne. They have a pretty bad basketball team. Oh yeah. Well, they have a bad basketball team, but they have a good professor and Burroughs. Must suck to have your school start with the word Duke and then just get worse from there. I play for a basketball team at Duke. I just graduated from Harvard to Tun. Yale Vale. Oh my God. So, in. Anne Burroughs says, in evolutionary terms, the changes to dogs' facial muscles was remarkably fast and could be directly linked to dogs' enhanced social interaction with humans. The findings, says Professor Bridget Waller of University of Portsmouth, show how important faces can be in capturing our attention and how powerful facial expressions can be in social interaction. It's interesting. I wonder what else we haven't. Dogs are interesting for a number of reasons, but one of them is that we're not necessarily done. That there's kind of no actual like end goal we can just keep going so what other things right we, what else do wait, we want to get in there enhance yeah, yeah. <laughs> TJ and I were just talking about this evolutionarily we actually we, we're literally talking about this Wonder, okay. wondering kind of when the last uh, define I mean I'm sure the, the term breed isn't like a scientific concept but like just a thing that like dog enthusiasts have said this is the line between what, what a breed is but when's the last time someone actually created a new breed a new yeah I wonder well, every well, like, yeah, time... I've been keeping this a secret for you. <laughs> <laughs> and here is Pocket Dogs. Behold, uh. my monstrous face. <laughs> I am dog. Yeah. Don't look at it. <laughs> well, like every and, month... And, and I assume you mean... Yeah, because I was going to say... Every is a new breed, kind of. Right. So you mean okay. what's but recognized as a unified single breed rather than saying it's a little bit this, it's a little bit that. Because mm-hmm. even those, anything with like a portmanteau of doodle or whatever in it. There's obviously every version of right, right. something. It's a joke but... from Dumb and Dumber. We mix a bulldog with a shit too. We call it a bullshit. Mm. <laughs> it's my favorite joke in the world. <laughs> That's the height. There you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's no matter. And at minute 19, we 
the American the American Kennel Club in 2004 added uh, the Black Russian Terrier and the Neapolitan Mastiff. It sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I hope it's like pink and white, <laughs> white and, brown. and brown. I bet it is. Or, 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 that. <laughs> or it's just bread in Naples. Oh, what a letdown! <laughs> <laughs> Not three colors. Staunchly anti-Naples. Well, I'm against it. Yeah, yeah it is, it's from Italy. Well, That's I'm, why it's called nope. that. What are your? Are you 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 currently possess dogs? No, okay. um, I grew up with wolves and oh, um, what now? We thought coyotes, and then we found out there were red wolves in the house, and then we had what? My dad. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you gonna say like just like in the grounds or like yeah, the, yeah. You know, outside your house, but <laughs> no, inside. Uh, um, yeah, we had two inside um, in rural Oregon. Okay, yeah, and then after my mom died, my dad got the three of us kids a wolf pup each from a litter. <laughs> Very, from a breeder, yeah. very Game that of Thronesian. They couldn't, yeah, yeah. very much. Yeah. yeah, that was, they aired that, that. When I watched that, I was like, this is fucking hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they shot wolf, this in rural had Oregon. Had a dire wolf, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, we got it from a breeder who had like an accidental uh, batch or whatever you call it. Um, like a wolf so got into five all together. The... Just yeah. like had an oops. Jeez, yeah, but they couldn't oh. certify it. So it was on sale. Oh. Dad can't pass up a deal. So yeah, there was five all together. And then every major life event, um, we solved, uh, we addressed it with adding a dog <laughs> to the family. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, like, it's, my grandfather died, we inherited, uh, no, my, my uncle died, we inherited his chow, his chow chow, which is one of my favorite dogs. Which will get along with a wolf, okay? Or with yeah, the, well, the wolves the... were gone by that time. Oh, okay. So, we've just, I've always had these, like, family dogs. Like, when my folks, my dad married his second wife, we got a dog. When they divorced, we got a dog. <laughs> When we moved, we got a dog. My sister moved out of the house the first time. I got her a dog. <laughs> that's how we... Do you have a dog right now? No. Oh, no. Well, you, well, someone's got to get on that. Your I know. Family. Well, how come yeah. someone did... Well, I mean, Caitlin's moving. I got a how dog can I... Up. How? How can I have a dog? How does anybody in this <laughs> oh, town... Oh, boy, Caitlin yeah. Caitlin Gill's... That's, yeah. like, um, major, you know. That's great. Caitlin Gill's dog. Oh, I, I thought you said her major, like she's studying something. Her major dogs. is dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had uh, major. That's great. Yeah, but it's impossible. Um, right as, especially if you tried to adopt a Napoleon, Neapolitan <gasps> mastiff. Look at his Look face at melted thing. off his skull. That's the, the droopiest yeah. situation. <laughs> we need, what we need oh. is a Turner and Hooch reboot oh with this guy. God. Oh my gosh. Going on there. That looks like a sort of... It, it looks melted. Hoochier than Hooch. Yeah, it looks melted. It looks like a... Monstrous. Yeah, it's a McDonald's <laughs> character. They'll steal your fries. Do you think he can make puppy dog eyes? Can you find the eyes? Because I can't. I think I can't he's see the eyes perpetually making puppy dog eyes right now because there's, there's wrinkles Where in the are forehead. They? Because the wrinkles make oh the wrinkles the, the Klingon forehead. What is it, sort it looks of doing like that. is a short faced yeah. dog that is accidentally wearing a longer faced dog skin. <laughs> right. Yes. It's a mix up. Just put costume. on the wrong coat this morning. <laughs> oh, look at this. This, this is like it is. It's like the end of the movie Big or whatever. It's just like in the wrong clothes suit. On yeah. Or he just had gastric bypass surgery. He's cut his lip together, but as it finished the face skin end portion of the surgery uh yeah we should link to that because this is a fascinating looking dog that's the droopiest face i've ever seen in my life it feels like you could start picking him up and continue for quite a while before, yeah, before he actually gets <laughs> off the ground <laughs> yeah just take a lot sheet a sheet of dog yeah that is like you're right like if you think about picking him up by the scruff of their neck yeah. that's like go for quite yeah, a while tie it like a hobo bindle and just carry him on a little stick but, but his eyes are real cute once you get under there uh, you know? eventually sure. I'm sure. Uh, what do you guys feel like talking about next? Because we do have one story that is kind of the um, the money shot that is the most probably science article headline Perhaps ever. Maybe that, we that. Save so that we should build up later. to that. We should yeah. definitely embarrass our way through some more biology okay. if we can. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> or space talk. Oh, no. Space talk is good. We're good. Yeah, let's go a bit I think spacey. I can still do a Punnett square. Go well with the introduction Remember? to astrophysics yeah. course that we're in the middle of taking. Oh, Yes. Yeah, before we get into a little space talk, let's talk about astrophysics. I've been watching more of the introduction to astrophysics on The Great Courses Plus, and it's it's very interesting, very compelling. Our listeners should definitely sign up. As we mentioned, you can get a free month if you go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably, and you can peruse any of their thousands of lectures that are taught at a college level and yeah and they cover all sorts of things obviously there's the hard science things, but also soft science and complete art subjects. You could You could be a true dilettante. You could jump around, you could take a deep dive into a subject, and all that without going into crazy college debt. That's true. Yes, there's history, there is um, 
learn to paint, learn to draw, how to play chess, everyday engineering, fundamentals of photography, inexplicable uterus, martial arts, self-defense strategies. Did you just say inexplicable uterus there, Andy? Inexplicable <laughs> uterus. I saw them at Lollapalooza 93. <laughs> They're great. I'm pretty sure they were always at Lilith Fair, weren't they? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'd say they were more explicable there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the crowd was going hysterical. Which is an etymology joke because that mm-hmm. uh, history. Uh, ah, I see. Yeah. That's something yeah. you could learn if you took the etymology sure, course. I'm sure, yeah. yes. The geology of national parks and introduction to botany. Ooh, that's so fun. many things over but at the Great Courses Plus. We, we are very, very excited about this sponsor. We know that you love it when we have real scientists on talking about their thing. You can jump between some top experts who have all been selected, not only for their expertise, but also for their teaching ability. They've won prizes in lecturing and all sorts. They're great communicators and... Anything that you thought, oh, I kind of want to know more about that subject. I wish I had the opportunity to. Maybe I could have taken it at college, but I didn't have the time or the inclination. But now I've got a bit more time. Uh, you can watch it on or listen to it on numerous platforms. Yeah, they got, the phone. got a mobile app. Yes, yeah, so you can take the mobile app. They've also got the desktop version, the version for Roku, Apple TV, uh, Kindle, uh, sorry, Fire Stick. All- yep any platform and you can jump between the platforms you can be listening to it like a podcast in your car and then get home and watch the rest of the lecture i took their hands-on anatomy course the great corpses that was a good one (laughs) uh their architecture the great porches is also a great one so i would check out i'm so sorry they really are cool i know i i really wanted to jump in on the promo there's one no no that's great uh there's one called what einstein got wrong that i'm going to watch i think what if it was just nothing what if you clicked on it and it was like he was actually pretty pretty we got your money you actually nothing sciencey yeah yeah, yeah. it's like like he's failed relationships his views of other races maybe it comes up (laughs) treatment of women i don't know (laughs) and it's like and he 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 thought you always had to mix chocolate and strawberry ice cream until it's a kind of weird, like brownish, purplish goo. It, and he was wrong, though. He was yeah, wrong. actually, it's better to have so a small spoonful of each. Anyway, this has been what Einstein got wrong. I am a lecturer. No, thank you, listeners. We are so excited about this, and you can also try it for free for an entire month. That's cool. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably. I would urge you to do this. You've got nothing to There's lose. No re- and why would you not want to try it for a month? Because you could just turn give it on. Give it a crack. See, yeah. Make sure you use our code so you get the free month and also so that they know we're the ones who sent you. Please give it a crack. I, I think you'll really enjoy it. We are. And I just found the next thing I'm going to watch, actually. I was scanning through here and I was, I was thinking, like, I was watching the new Jeopardies that just came out. They just put out the season... Um, premieres oh. of all 37 okay like seasons. on netflix where they're dropping uh, yeah, yeah um and i've watched the first 20 years of like uh, from 1964 on when it premiered no no 84 when alex trebek because when when before it. that in the 70s it was on like it was like a daytime show or something yeah. with yeah. art fleming anyway um i'm realizing what my huge like uh blind spots are because I, I, I gotta get on jeopardy as i've talked about on the podcast before oh, I so i could use these courses to bone up on like my world history which i feel like is rivers and lakes is a huge one and you, you know, know that you always forget to study your rivers lakes bodies of water i think if you just spent a good amount of time with just a blank world map filling in countries yeah. that would get you a long way so if you map. were on the last part of where in the world is carmen san diego again and again and again yeah yeah that yeah. would, like, that's a good like, accelerated solid, course yeah, where you should course. study that. Yeah. You also get to hang out with Rockapella. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, tell them to hit it. It's a very specific <laughs> type of nostalgia. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to hey, say, I found this one. exactly our age. What have you found? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> last plug, last plug. Uh, I just found a thing on here called On the Spot, the seven-minute challenge. How well do our professors actually know their topics? We put them on the spot with no preparation, see how they fare as we give them seven minutes to lecture on seemingly unrelated topics, which sounds kind of like... Um, Set list. Right, yeah. <laughs> I really want to watch this now. That's fun. So obviously it's a lot more than that, but um, like, there's no reason terrible not to go check out your free month of The Great Courses so yeah, Plus. Once again, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably. Sweet. Okay, as promised, let's talk about a little bit of space. We just had space. a near... Well, I guess by the time this comes out in a couple of days, maybe everyone will have already heard this, but just within the last hour or two, uh, India scrubbed their historic moon mission. Just 54 minutes before launch, India postponed a historic unmanned mission to the South Pole of the Moon due to a technical snag. The Indian Space Research Organization, or ISRO, said a problem was detected in the launch vehicle system of Chandrayaan-2, the country's first attempt to safely land a rover on the moon. Does that mean there were other attempts to unsafely land a rover on the moon? Just some reckless science. They're like, no, you know what? Now that you say it out loud, I hear it too. Yeah, Yeah. we shouldn't. For for a while, they were just getting drunk. They're like, fuck it, point it towards the moon. (laughs) All right. Your focus is going to be on. Behold the human cannonball. (laughs) 
less of a launch, more of a fling is what we're going <laughs> for. All right. He's going to fire. Harlem. He'll land on the seesaw. Then on the <laughs> other side of the seesaw is the rocket. <laughs> and a one. And a two. <laughs> Uh, so yes, they said they decided to scrub the launch, which had been scheduled for 2.51 a.m. Uh, as a measure of abundant precaution, and that a revised date would be announced later. So they did literally discovered, like some sort of diagnostic or something, yeah. a light came on and dinged, theoretically, and they discovered a problem 54 minutes before launch. That's brutal. Weirdly, it is a check engine light. <laughs> <laughs> it's identical. It's like, God, did, does anyone know a guy? And then someone's like, I, I know a guy. I just pay him a little cash under the table. He plugs in that thing and tells you what it's yeah, about. Yeah, resets oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't all just have that thing. He's how all, all, I know, how come we can't all have that? And a lot of times they'll be like, oh, I can just turn that light off for you. I'm like, well, yeah, is that yeah, helping? Yeah. <laughs> it's like whenever someone's center goes off, the first thing you want to do is just like tear it off the wall, pull the batteries out. Like, maybe there's smoke yeah. in the house. Maybe yeah. I should focus on that. Nah, there's a way to stop the yeah, beeping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this um, the Chandrayaan two was built entirely with homegrown expertise and technology, and for the relatively low price of one hundred forty million dollars, which I guess does seem pretty low by space standards. So do you just part it out after that? You just sell it for parts? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to they're launch it again. They're just t- temporarily delaying it. So um, mm-hmm. it was designed to gather detailed information about water frozen inside large shadowy crater po- craters, pocking the unexplored lunar South Pole discoveries that could be crucial Whoa. to realizing the vision of humans living on the moon. Yeah, the South Pole part interest is cool because mm-hmm. obviously, like, Nobody's all been the down there. Apollo stuff was just yeah. You I don't know. know where that was actually. Well, it, it, it's terms of- reasonably spread out, but like Sea of Tranquility, uh, Framora Highlands, all those places are like they're obviously on the face that we see. Mm-hmm. And and I would say over if you look at a map of everywhere that the Apollo missions actually landed, it's probably like the grand total area is at most maybe a third of the face of the moon that we look at. Yeah. So, you know, that that does leave... And that's not to say that, you know, a guy traipsing around for three hours is the only way to explore part of the moon, but... Yeah. Uh, I, you know, yeah. I, I can't close my eyes and picture what the South Pole of the moon looks like. Well, I just it. had a mind-blowing... They got moon penguins. ...thing, of course, yeah. But I'm Morgan Freeman's picture, just... What is, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I am all the way sorry, what? <laughs> that's a, it's a common misconception. People always think there's like moon penguins and moon polar bears hanging right. out together, but actually the moon penguins are on the South Pole. Oh, of course, yeah. And the moon polar bears are in the North Pole. Up there with moon I retract Santa. my interest. Yeah. <laughs> It was a trap. So it was a trick. Is this the dumbest they all question drink ever? Coca Cola. Wait, because I have a really dumb one too. So you go first, and then we'll see if mine's dumb. I was trying to think this through before I said it out loud. But wait, what the fuck does north and south mean on the moon? And then I was like, wait, okay, I guess okay, you'll just define. Obviously, there's a rotational in relation axis. To us. But no, but it doesn't stay. Well, it doesn't in mean a plane anything here with, either. Uh, it doesn't. No, it means something here because we've just decided that like yeah. uh, this is how it's spinning. But the moon doesn't spin. Then it does spin. It's just that its day is the same length as its year. It does yeah. one full rotation on its axis as it does one full rotation right. around us. So then I guess the but uh, it doesn't it axis doesn't around the which, axes don't switch. To, I mean, relative to us, its top part is it's always its top part, right? right? What do you mean? No. Oh, is it not? Or I mean, like, what is that? I could be very it, wrong. But I'm just saying, it's not like it's it's not like everything that orbits in the solar system is orbiting in one plane. You know, it's, sure, it's not like it's orbiting around uh, always at the. It's, it's right, orbit. Right. I know it's not like it's on a table and going around in a circle, but I'm saying yeah. that. Or it's not, its orbit around us isn't in the same plane as our orbit on the sun. Is there a point at which I walk out and look at the moon and I'm seeing it, like if upside I'm used down? to the splotches in this pattern, I'm seeing it upside down? No. I don't think so. Well, hang on, because also. Oh, man, we're going to get even so more confusingly, the moon is tidal locked, isn't it? Which makes that day the same which, as the year. Which is, yeah, yeah and that's yeah. also why the. the the dark side of the That's moon is always the dark mind. side. Yeah. We never see not the dark. What the one we don't see. Yeah, it's yeah. Dark oh, my question dark is, to us. it's all about us. Now. Well, no, it's never. I mean, it's as dark as the other side. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. The, um, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Nope. This is gonna. This hurts already. How stupid it is. I feel stupid for not knowing about the moon's orbit. We, yeah. Okay. To. The moon spins though. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Would you call it a spin? Because if someone is walking, if someone's walking never... around you, if someone's walking around you, and as they walk around you, they keep facing you the whole time. Yeah. They've technically gone around yeah. their own axis once right. and gone around you once. Okay. That's what the moon does. That fucked me up. I get it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm. I knew um, that. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so did the moon make get dizzy? <laughs> oh wait. Okay. Well, I guess no. It, it's it's it does have an axis that's like relatively. Stable, right. no, relatively um, lined up with our axis. Not, not it's off by. Well, we're twenty three degrees off yeah. of um, twenty three and a half, twenty three off of the yeah. perpendicular I from stop the. To be smarter than I am. <laughs> so wait, the ecliptic plane refers to like the plane that we orbit around the sun in, right? Is that the ecliptic plane? I think so. 
Okay, the lunar orbit plane is only five degrees off of the ecliptic plane. So I was wrong. It is pretty close to that. It is pretty close to all being one flat thing. So north does make sense because... Right. Okay. Did that help anybody? No. The Wikipedia page for Over the Moon has a diagram, which I feel like clears it up a bit. <laughs> but um, Wikipedia page for Over the Moon? Sure. Orbit of the oh, Moon. Orbit of the Moon. Orbit I, thought, yeah, I definitely moon. thought you were referencing like a Bobby Darren song or something. It does sound like that. Yeah. Somewhere. Over the, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Uh, temporarily scrapped this plan. Um, it's been 50 years since uh, the Apollo 11 moon landing. In fact, wait. Isn't that going to come up in the next week or two? I tell you, it is. And I tell you what, it's uh, really putting a, a, a spur in my boot because a lot of the people that I would normally... It's San Diego Comic-Con next week, uh, which is a big thing for me work-wise. Yeah. And a lot of people that I would normally work with are going to be in Washington, D.C. for the 50th anniversary. So oh, cool. shout out to probably former, probably science guests, I'm guessing, Bobak Ferdowsi, maybe you guys have had on? Uh, we haven't had Bobak yet. Bobak will be out there. Adam Savage will be out there. Nice. Um, they've all recently said and announced this, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything for them. But okay. I'm sad to not see them at Comic-Con, but the, there's going to be a big D.C. happening uh, for the 50th oh. anniversary. It's, it's July 20th, I think, right? Yeah, well, actually, well, two days from now, the 16th, probably when this episode comes out, is when the, the launch, launch was. Yeah. So Will the moon be there? <laughs> I mean, it depends if uh, they can mothball it from Kubrick's storage <laughs> yeah. facility in Van Nuys, California, in time to get it over there. Uh, but so, wait, the 20th is when it undocked from the lunar module, and then 21st docking with lunar module. Oh, so, yeah, I guess the 20th is when it touched. I think technically down. feet on ground, I think, is the 20th. Maybe it's 21st. Um, oh, July 20th. Uh, wait. Okay, because it was on the ground for a bit before someone else put their feet... On the, it landed on... The module landed on the 20th, and then Armstrong set foot six hours later on the 21st. I have I have one more question, RE, this story or whatever that we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. I know, uh, like, India, you said it's... Like, they have a pretty big, sizable space agency. I know or believe that, you know, Japan's done a good amount, China's done a good amount. Europe, uh, there's sort of a co-European one. Has India sent manned... Like just their own solo manned, not to the moon, obviously, but even like had their manned own orbital manned, missions. Uh, what what I'm countries or agencies sure. have actually, like U.S. and Russia, we know I've, who else has I thought right now anybody who is in space got up there via a Russian Soyuz. I that's thought that's true. Yes, I think that's the only one that's currently shuttling things to things or you know whatever. Yeah. But I mean, in the thirty, forty year history, whatever of the Indian Space Administration, have they sent anybody their own any manned missions I, of their I feel own? Like Let me tell you, have. list of space travelers by nationality. There it is. But that so, wouldn't well, answer whether their country yeah. sent them up, right? Yes, that's true. There have, for example, been twelve Japanese astronauts, mm-hmm. eleven Chinese, eleven Germans, ten French. Wow. Now you're now you're getting into uh, Italian. now you're getting into accents that I'm allowed to do. <laughs> So, well, thank so just God. Just a bunch of guys smoking like, uh, we stumbled. this is nice. <laughs> nice space. <laughs> I sleep in, we wake up, we do experiments. <laughs> it's good. Uh, maybe one, maybe two half hour. <laughs> Lunch is something cool, something like cool. freeze-dried bowl of heavy cream. <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, get cancer because of olive oil. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Uh, sorry to derail. That. I mean, I, I, that's an interesting story, and I hope that they fix. Yeah. The I mean, yeah, it's great issue and get their South Pole moon landing. It's great they didn't happen. launch if there was something uh, bad going on. Um, but yeah, th- with the 50th anniversary coming up, there are a bunch of extraterrestrial missions being planned by the U.S., Chinese, and other space agencies, along with private initiatives we've talked about. So, oh yeah, uh, India would have been just the fourth country after the U.S., Russia, and China to safely land a probe on the moon. Did you already say that, Matt? I forgot. I did not. Oh. Cool. Uh, um, what else? There has been talk? a Kazakhstani in space. Oh yeah, and an Afghan, an Afghan astronaut. Oh, well, again, these are just the nationality of the people, not like the, their space programs. Sure. Yeah. When do you think the first Mongolian in space was? Hmm. Uh, seventy-nine. Sure. Ninety-three. Eighty-five. It was 81. Uh, okay. I, uh, by Price is Right rules, I think I got that yeah. one. Yeah. 79, right? Yeah. yeah, you did. All right. It's been quite a lot of Russians. Uh-huh. And this is just people that are going to the, inter- the space station and orbiting. Is that yes. the only thing that you would do? Is there in- other stuff you can go to? <laughs> what else is there to do in space right Where now? Where else can you go? If one wanted to just go <laughs> kick it in space. What are the attractions? Are there any countries uh-huh. who aren't welcome on the International Space Station? Oh, I would have to imagine geopolitically there's 
Right? I don't, I don't, are we currently welcome? Well, I don't know because yeah. I, we shouldn't. Because the space station hosts currently, of it's Ru- it's a Russian American. It is a. I think they, isn't that weird? It really is, <laughs> and it's. I think it's also really cool that sort of in, I know they do have sort of co- there are political things that happen there in terms of who can use what and what part of thing, but it is pretty cool. It sort still of rises that there above. Is this, in science, those sort of petty cons- politicking. Yeah, it's, it's great. Exist. We can work together you know, on a space station and on the t- 2016 election. It's it great seems that weird. We can work together that, on this thing. <laughs> it does seem weird that Trump hasn't brought it up, but then it just occurred to me that he doesn't know. Um, oh. But in his ongoing kind of diatribe whatever rhetoric of making friends with Russia and this insane plan for space. Force, yes. whatever, oh, I about space that he's force. not even referenced right. the fact that we have this kind of like brotherhood or whatever in the sky, if you will. That's a great point. <laughs> and then I realized, no, he doesn't fucking know. He has no idea. Yeah, the space <laughs> Let's keep it from him. Would... Let's not. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let him have this. Don't one. nobody tell him. <laughs> it's only going to make. But you him are you are right though. Down. <laughs> announcing some grand initiative about space does seem like the type of thing he would have done. Like, Absolutely. Together we're building a you know faster than light whatever because <sighs> Vlad said we could. God. Right, right, and we we pulled out of um, wasn't one of the accords that he pulled out of one of the uh, climate initiatives a Tokyo based thing. Oh, maybe wasn't that what it was well, called? Well, Paris the is the main one. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought for Paris some reason Accords, there was a, a Tokyo one. Which also, but, by the way, shout out to know. the entire history. Okay. And not the environment. Oh, okay, okay. Shout out to what? Uh, the entire history of just like naming treaties and accords after whatever city they were signed in. Yeah, I just it's so charming to me, me too. that I it's like, like it. oh, you know, the Venice Agreement, and it's mm-hmm. like what we. We agreed to go to a museum at the same time. You know, I'm going to start finding things in my life and just sort of like the Schenectady Accords. What are you talking about? Well, we were driving and we agreed that we needed to pull over and go to the bathroom. We have a Detroit agreement. Yeah. Motion to... Uh, you know what that is. Don't go there. It's just the agreement. Yeah. The eyes have it. In and out. In and out, burger. Um, okay. What else did we have? Uh, Justin Broadson in a number of stories, including one about how there is an entire island that has chlamydia-free koalas that might be oh, the good. savior of koalas. Gonna get a fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, that was really upsetting. <laughs> he didn't even actually hear what we were talking about leading yeah. up to that. He was just yeah, ready to say uh, that. He just no tuned back what. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point of the podcast, this is what we do. Hey, <laughs> So, less than a decade ago, the number of koalas on Kangaroo Island was so high they were being sterilized in large numbers in an attempt to bring the population under control. Whoa. Now, however, Whoa. the island off mainland South, South Australia is being touted as a potential lifeline for koala populations across Australia, particularly the eastern states. That's where the, the koala um, shortages sluts live. Uh, no, wow. <laughs> the the ASU dorms of koalas. The, oh, the island's koalas could be the last in, in the country that are entirely free of chlamydia, Adelaide researchers say. The bacterial infection is widespread in koalas in Queensland and New South Wales and has had devastating effects, causing blindness, infertility, and death. This last large, isolated, chlamydia-free population holds significant importance as insurance for the future of the species, University of Adelaide PhD candidate Jessica Fabigen said. In recent years, koala numbers have been decimated in northeastern Australia because of high levels of disease and death. Oh, say. I know. A new study by the team involved capturing... By the team involved capturing and testing 245 koalas, 170 from Kangaroo Island, 75 from the South Australia mainland. While almost 47% of mainland koalas tested positive for chlamydia, none of the Kangaroo Island koalas showed any signs of the disease. What a fun job, too. Where are you going? Koala <laughs> capturing. Just, I hugged them gently from yeah. a tree. <laughs> I just waited that, until they fully fell asleep. And then... In my arms. <laughs> yeah. We learned on our trip that you, in certain states you can touch a koala, in certain states you can't. In New South Wales, you can't touch a koala. In Queensland, you can. So are there I... a bunch of people like who live right by the border? Like sort of when, <laughs> when, it's, like, when bars are 18 plus right, in yeah, Wisconsin, sure. you're like, we're going across the border. Cokes and koalas yeah. over. <laughs> um, come, come. Is the is the notion that these chlamydia-free koalas would be like? Is there a, a um, what's it called when you've you've sort of um, vaccinated enough people? Yeah, are to they surround health- a disease? Like, are they healthy or are they yeah. herd resistant? Herd immunity, right, herd immunity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So would adding them into the 
chlamydia-ridden population somehow... I don't know that they're resistant. They might just be healthy. Yeah. They, um, they might not have been it. exposed to it. Yeah, yeah they're not... God, they're not, they're not, they're not like, qualis day, huh? Yeah, they're, they're just, just isolated. It's, it's that line in the story that says they may be the key to saving the... Like, what, what does that mean? Right, well, so, like the human strain, qual chlamydia is sexually transmitted, and their yes. island's population has just been protected for geographical reasons. Like, uh, it's, island, it's islandness is the yeah. fact... They're isolated and they're chlamydia-free. There's a possibility it came from livestock because they share the same species of chlamydia. Um... Or they said they don't know exactly where it came from in the general population, but it's probably been in the population for thousands of years. Um, actually, they didn't go into detail about how this is future-proofing them, except that they always have this trove of... Uh, maybe it's like, uh, let see. the ones in the middle oh, die out. Oh, good point. These kangaroo uh, okay, that over. makes sense. I, I don't There's think a Jurassic like, Park of, of still... I, I let the disease guess. die with the... Yeah. Oh, this is sad. Well, they didn't... Again, they didn't say that explicitly. They're just not saying how this protects, except that you do have this bank of... Right. Chlamydia free koalas. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to take some pictures near near some on our trip. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't within like chlamydia distance of these guys. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. dick was out, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, of course. It's a koala. <laughs> well, your dick's always ass on holiday. That's true. <laughs> Gross. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, do you want to talk about. Uh, this is going to piss off some listeners. So maybe I'll just okay. say that I'll say the headline and maybe we don't even go into it. Oh, or we decide to. Um, sent in by listener Mike Scully. Uh, no relation to this. Sim- There's a Simpsons writer named Mike Scully. There is a Simpsons writer called Mike Scully. Uh, study finds psychiatric diagnosis to be, quote, scientifically meaningless. Wait, what? What? Psychiatric diagnosis? Yes. All like, of the them? Psychiatric diagnoses are them? scientifically Book worthless off. as tools to identify discrete mental health disorders. What? The study led by researchers at University of Liverpool involved a detailed analysis of five key chapters in the latest edition of the widely used DSM mm-hmm. on schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depressive disorders, anxiety disorders, and trauma-related disorders. Uh, the main findings of the research were psychiatric diagnoses all use different decision-making rules. There's a huge amount of overlap in symptoms between diagnoses. Almost all diagnoses mask the role of trauma and adverse events. And diagnoses tell us little about the individual patient and what treatment they need. But that last one doesn't seem fair. The authors conclude the diagnostic labeling represents a disingenuous categorical system. Weird. Mm-hmm. So instead of there being, the, it's it's almost suggesting, right? Let me test the understanding. Is that there's just a wrong way to be and a right way instead? Or a no. I don't think they're saying that. I think they're just saying this there's isn't something the best with system people for cla- categorizing. And uh, these categories might not be valid. These disorders, naming them, or they're just saying that um, when they're when they're diagnosing that they're using different decision making rules throughout these different diagnoses it just sounds like it's there's not, no standard it's not as it's not, it's not as like a hard and fast thing as, as maybe it's been made out to be I'm, I'm, I'm just quoting it the, is a, if summary it, of the paper I was say, the headline is a little actual, more inflammatory than the actual thing because it sounds like what you were saying is yeah. it sounds like it feels like what the headline is saying is it's throw them all out there's no point to it it's completely yeah. wrong but what the nuance is saying is just like no the it's reductive to say that you could just label with a diagnosis or words, this is exactly what's going on right. with you, uh, you know, and therefore we need to treat you this way or that way, as if no that, that word testing. is a standard across everybody on that thing. Yeah. On the actual, if you click through the actual paper, um, the highlights... something we almost never do on this <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> yeah. Nearly always when I do that, it always ends up being like, oh, God, no. Oh, I, oh. I saw dust fly off your Thick. laptop when you clicked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're Actually, let me skim dense. through the abstract to see yeah. if there's anything that's like the best possible wording. And then Andy's uh, eyes bulged out on stalks and steam counters <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> is this a wall? And a whistle sound happens. <laughs> well, that's not biologically sound at Tea all. Kettle. Well, how about just among the highlights, like I said, uh, trauma has a limited causal role in the DSM-5 despite research evidence to the contrary. So that's probably a legitimate cause for concern if, if, if it's been shown that trauma plays a big part, but the DSM... Mm-hmm acts like these are just things that are inherent in you without that um mm-mm. a pragmatic approach to psychiatric assessment allowing for recognition of individual experience may therefore be a more effective way of understanding distress than maintaining commitment to a disingenuous categorical system oh shots fired in this abstract yeah but it's anyway, i know that's just yeah it's sort of abstract. like a um clickbaity thing for us to do but uh interesting it's fun and that was sent to us by uh, Mike Scully is at the University of Liverpool where this took place. I'm not sure if he oh, was cool. actually involved in the study or not. It was just some hometown pride. Yeah. 
uh, and then an article about female jockey performance. Interesting. <laughs> like, hor- like horse jockeys? Female jockey performance and jump racing underestimated by betting public. This is the second article he said. <laughs> oh, no shit. He said maybe this one isn't as sciencey. <laughs> no one saw that one coming? No one? People no one at all? Yeah. No one at all? <laughs> People only bet 73 cents on the dollar <laughs> for every... What is the actual... And it covers, uh, yeah, deep misogyny held by most of the Western mm-hmm. world. Yeah, well, also, like, who's... You, like, close your eyes and picture who's hanging out at the horse track. Yeah. It's definitely, like, <laughs> the not the wokest... bleeding yeah. edge of yeah. progressive <laughs> humanists. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm going to anyone... put a nickel on that dame. Yeah. It, I'm just going to go out and live and say... Yeah, if it's noon and you've got a folded up tip sheet in your hand, you're probably not the most forward thinking. She doesn't even know how to drive the horse, right? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible horse driver. It's not the right word. Can't drive a horse. Can't drive a horse. Just is she doing her makeup these, while she drives the horse? Dizzy broads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What's crazy about it is, is it? No, I guess not. There's because there's other certain types of race where it's specifically. Phillies, right? Female horses or whatever. It just would be. Oh, de- I thought you meant women, and I was like, "This yeah, yeah, is going yeah. oh, to a no, place." No, no, no. <laughs> it would just be hilarious to me if these guys didn't want to bet on female yeah. jockeys, but it was lady horses they're throwing all their money sure, at yeah. all day long, who are really doing the bulk of the oh. work. So this is a stati- statistical analysis of over 1.6 million rides over 18 years, and it shows that uh, a jumps horse ridden by a female rider usually gets odds of nine to one. Wait, I'm sorry, a jumps horse. Ridden by a female rider mm-hmm. at odds of nine to one has the same chance of winning as a male ridden horse at odds eight to one, which isn't a huge difference. But I guess when it's over one point six million, that uh, it's would, clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. demonstrating I mean, that there's a preference yeah, that seems or to make lack sense, of preference. I was wondering whether there'd also be a statist- statistical bias for the trainers slash owners to put female jockeys on inferior horses but this seems like they're actually looking at the discrepancy between the odds and the chance of it the actually result winning. of it yeah what they yeah. got before and then actually this next paragraph uh, goes even more light it's noteworthy in the context of the 2019 Sheltonham Festival when 14.3% of wins came from female riders despite receiving only 9.2% of the total number of rides available hmm. I mean that's a pretty good instant hack right so if you just it's like bet on women. yeah bet on women if or two things have the same odds right hey that's my hands for life guys one. bet on women <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a solid you campaign you'll be running. <laughs> don't worry about how we re- arrived at this. Yeah. Perfect little slogan. Or what kind of bets we're making. I literally was like, oh, then I was like, oh, wait, there's, yeah, don't, that could go dark. Don't dig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't go digging around. <laughs> All right. Just know that I bet on women. Sure. In basements and above ground. Oh, my God. Like yeah. anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter what material they're wrestling in. <laughs> Such an amazing feminist ally. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, should we be cicada allies with this story? We have to do this story, don't we, we? We, I think we do have to. We're coming towards the end of this episode, and we should. Or do you want to do uh, like something that's not as as on brand for us first? What's not? What's off brand? Actual science. <laughs> oh right. Uh. <laughs> cool. How about this story about neurosurgeons successfully implanting a 3D printed skull? We love 3D printing here. Whoa. This picture is really cool. It's got Whoa. some blood, but it is a pretty sweet, kind of reminiscent of uh, Pinhead from um, um, Hellraiser. Hellraiser, thank it's you. It's like translucent enough or too much. I can't tell. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's I think there's either no not thing enough or too much. Are, are you saying they, they <laughs> implanted <laughs> it into a purse? Yeah, look That's at That's a it. person's skull now. This clear plastic thing with some with some metal. metal We'll put a link to this on the website as well, so you can find it. Oh my god! It makes sense that it's translucent, you know, because you need to crack the hood and see what's going on. Exactly. There's never a time you're like, yeah, I need that to be. See what's going on in the old noggin. Glass bottom boat of heads. Yeah, that is. Uh, No standing on it. (laughs) A 22-year-old woman from the Netherlands who suffers from a chronic bone disorder, which has increased the thickness of her skull from 1.5 centimeters to five centimeters. Oh my gosh. Which is that's uh, to almost, five semen- almost two inches. Seminators. Sem- seminators. I'll see myself out. <laughs> uh, it, which causes reduced eyesight and severe headaches. She's had the top section of her skull removed and replaced with this 3D printed She's implant. Thick in the head. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was uh, performed by a team good. of neurosurgeons. Not great. Good. Not great. I mean, good. At University Medical Center Utrecht. And the university claims this is the first instance of a successful 3D printed cranium that has not been rejected by the patient. Ooh. Operation took 23 hours, led by Dr. Bon Verweich. 
Was it not rejected by the patient because it looks badass? Yeah, it, <laughs> it's like, yeah this goes with skull. everything. Purely aesthetically. Yeah. I refuse it. I refuse it. She wasn't going to refuse and this shit. kidney looks disgusting. <laughs> it's all bloody and red. Chartreuse in the winter. Really? <laughs> Gross. Uh, so yeah, That's she had, insane. She had this condition that was going to keep getting worse. If she hadn't done this, uh, serious brain damage or death might have occurred in the near future. So it was only a matter of time before critical brain functions were compromised. Major surgery was inevitable, but prior to the 3D printing technique, there was no ideal effective treatment. They were hoping coconut would fit. Right. <laughs> the whole half a coconut. The skull was made specifically for the patient using an unspecified durable plastic. Why unspecified? Because of pit. It might be proprietary or something. Yeah, because of patents. Patents. Patentio. During the operation, the patient has... Since the operation, the patient has gained her uh, sight back entirely, is symptom-free, and back to work. Oh, well, that's delightful. Yeah. Science jubilation. That's so great. pretty cool. It's not known whether the plastic will require replacing at a later date or if it will last a lifetime. That's fun part of the conversation to have in the post-op care. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna check back and see how it's going. We don't know. (laughs) You know, and you know they always design them to run out just as the warranty finishes. Uh, Plan. It's like the rubbermaid where you've got tomato sauce in it and it's it's a part of that forever. But it's a brain coop. Oh, it's just like oh yeah, yeah, like this kitchen dish is always going to be slightly red (laughs) yummy yeah, there's, here's a picture of, of a non-bloody version of the skull, if you just want to see the plastic part. I just want to see the plastic thing, yeah. yes. I'm very it's delicate. pretty cool looking. Okay, right? so it, it's like a Tron helmet kind of part yeah. of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how cool. it's medically described. Yeah, yeah. yeah They've got holes for air, which is good. you got to keep the, air, the brain breathing, you know. I think, I think those are for pins, but sure. Uh, who yeah. knows? Why for pins? Oh, Why would it be pins? Not. No, you know, you actually <laughs> might be right. Um I it's thought like, I saw metal things in there, but those are just, I'm just seeing metal and the things connecting the hemispheres. Is there, or have you guys covered previous stories, is there an uptick in, I mean, our, our uh, you know, in, in the past when you'd have a pin or whatever inserted, is 3D printing taking place of a lot of like, replace a bone that's de- degenerating or something? And, you know, obviously a skull is oh. a big deal, but are there people whose forearm is 3D printed hard plastic now Oh, because their bones so were cool. a problem or something, you know? I, I, we haven't done a story about that, but... Hey. Uh, Foot and yes. hand bones would, to me, That's, would make a lot of sense because yeah. there's no like really repairing them. And they're so finite. Yeah, can you just throw it and right like a, and with a, something with a little bit of give to it, so it's yeah. not just gonna, so it's not just gonna break. Man, amputation might be a lesser and lesser thing if you could. Like my ex lost her foot in a motorcycle accident because oh, it was cause the bones in her foot were crushed. Right, and they were just like into this, glitter basically, yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like oh. you, you're foot is There's like losing circulation read. yeah it's, it's like it'll just never gonna, be a foot again right. like you can't stand oh. on it or use it but thinking that it's like what if you could remove the bones and then rebuild a fucking 3d, 3D printed one Oof. yeah and just attached at the ankle right or i, I mean yeah. her leg was smashing rude but was she how was her recovery Oh, once the light came off, yeah, pretty good. I mean, there's rough spots, but pretty good. Yeah. She's on prosthetic now and tools around. Just a lot of exercise and yeah, that's got to be tough. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. I mean to be a doubt. Yeah, no, don't ride motorcycles. Is a, I mean, it's yeah, it's basically of, a prosthetic. You could wrap your skin around. Lesson. You know. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm wondering. Uh, there's oh, the I mean, slogan. The, there's the. <laughs> I feel like I nailed it. Right? Isn't yeah. that the most appetizing and wrap your skin around <laughs> this? The most appealing way to put that. You could really just wrap your skin right around it. Could you get all the <laughs> muscles and th- could you attach muscles to a non to, to a thing as complicated? I bet. I bet. Muscles- I bet it's not an issue of having uh, the the a replica of a of a foot bone structure in three D printed something. I bet it's more the fact that like even if you had that, how would you then attach all the muscles to that and the? Uh, yeah, this is another dumb question. Are muscles attached to bone? That's how muscles move. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no. Or how bones move, even. I'm sorry, that's how, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like... That's um, not what I would thought. Oh, no, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like rubber well, bands. Now we have a whole other thing we have to talk about. <laughs> I just thought they were like around the bone and lifted a bone and pushed the bone down. No, it's like... Now they're uh, attached, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I knew that, of course yeah, I did. Yeah. That's be stupid if no, I didn't no, no. know that. <laughs> it's probably science. Now, whoever... T- Tweeted at me about biology. The, it's like, I know. At Caitlin, where, what's yeah. the handle? At Uncle Kate. Guess, come yeah. for me, I yeah. dare Guess you. Guess who parachuted in to make Andy look good. Yeah. You want to play? All right. <laughs> That's an open invitation. Speaking of that, yeah, let's do, uh, where can we find everybody on Twitter? You're, you're at Uncle Kate. That's yeah. with a C. Yeah, C-A-I-T. Right? C-A-I-T. 
I don't go okay, across platforms. It's Everything a is solid a, handle. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a very old nickname. And TJ, Never mind. are you still? TJ Chambers, LA, okay. across all, all things. Just so you know where I am Regional. at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I almost had to move to New York for work, and I was like, God, I might have to pull the trigger <laughs> on this thing. But, up my and then you're just like, no, it's law, as in Doremi Faso, la It's Honestly, because it's all, it ends up lowercasing the whole thing, so it does just look like TJ Chambers, la. Yeah. yeah that's or me. you're sort of singlish. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's yeah, got a lilt to it. He grew up in, grew up in Singapore. It. That's how he yeah. speaks. It's yeah. TJ Chambers laugh. <laughs> and you were at Matt Kirshen. I am at Matt Kirshen. You're at Andy T. Wood. How we are collectively at Probably Science. That's true. Yes. Follow all of those things. Any questions, comments, clarifications, stories you'd like us to cover, you can email us probablyscience at gmail dot com. You can also find us Facebook slash Probably Science. And also, if you are in or near Las Vegas this whole week, I am at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio, two shows a night. So if you are anywhere near Las Vegas or any of your friends are, tell them to come down. Check it out. I will be telling jokes along with numerous other people. We're out of time for the main episode, but there's one more story I'd like to cover. So why don't we... Why don't we chuck that into the Patreon extras that That's, we have been so negligent? Yes, I know we, we have been, been neglecting our Patreon in... people. We should... And one of our listeners wrote in and went, hey, you know when you're always running out of time but there's an extra story you want to cover, why don't you do that as a Patreon thing? So, fuck yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> so if you want an extra little bit of a story, and it involves, an extra little bit of show, and it's oh, a fun yeah. one. It involves cicadas and genitals. Genital, genitals falling off and uh, sex-crazed insects and whatnot. So Woo! we're going to do that. But in the meantime, thank you very much, main listeners, regular show listeners, Thank you very much, Caitlin and TJ. Thank you for having me. Fun time. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.